Now, I don't want you to be alarmed, JJ, at the topic that I want to bring up, but um, I love quitting. Uh, agreed. Actually. I love... This is a new love that I found. Okay. I... I... And I'm not... What I'm, I'm not quitting this podcast. Um, but... <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> I love quitting. I love... Um, I was always the person that prided myself on, like, I'm the one that's never going to cancel. Like, I'm the one, if I say I'm going to be somewhere, I'm going to be somewhere. Oh, but I still yeah. live by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's I still, that's an important character trait for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have started prioritizing a bit more of, like, I just don't fucking feel like it. So, no. Uh, <laughs> right? Uh, where, uh, where I wasn't that at all. Right. I was just like, I don't feel like it, but you made an obligation, so get your shit together and uh, go out and do it. Mm-hmm. That was my mm-hmm. former, and it was like 100% adherence. Mm. I have allowed myself to be an 85 to 90% adherence mm-hmm. now. Life is short. Life is short, and like, I'm just like prioritizing me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean. Right, I just like, if I don't fucking feel, and, and, and I, it's sort of like. If I don't want to be there, you don't want me there. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be fun for you mm-hmm. either. Okay, so we're talking about... Uh, Anything. Like... Hookups, friend dates. Yeah. Uh, um, I have occasionally wanted to not do a performance opportunity. That I stick to usually because I am I'm usually employing some backup dancers. And so my, uh, okay. my canceling will have ramifications for other people. So I won't do that. But um, yeah. And sometimes, and most of the times when I show up, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I did this. That's what right. I was going to say for that, too, because I feel like every project I say yes to, I have a moment of anxiety of, oh, shit, now I have to do it. Right. Um, yes. Especially so. when it's someone else's thing. When it's my thing, I'm like in it. But when it's someone else's thing, it's like, why did I agree? Totally, totally, totally. But yeah, I, I have been quitting things more. I've been walking away from things more. Mm-hmm. I recently quit... Um, doing a, a music video editing project for someone because mm-hmm. I didn't like the way they were talking to me. And oh, oh my God. I also didn't like, um, it was just one of those things where it's like, they weren't giving me what I needed and I asked several times <laughs> and someone lied to me several times. No, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just thought of that in my head. Uh, no, I'd asked several times for what I needed to do it and they weren't giving me what I needed. And I was just like, you know what? This isn't worth my effort. You should just go find somebody else. Really? Wow. And he's like, no, I'm done. Okay. I got, I got other stuff to do. Wow. Like, I'm not... Sounds like it was, I don't know, if it was that simple of a quit, was it kind of low stakes? Well, it was one of those things, well, that, that, I don't want to, I don't need to get into the details of it, but it was sort of like, he hired me as an editor because he was like, your music videos are fantastic. Yeah. I want a Jack Tracy music oh, video. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, great. And I was like, okay, but do you want a Jack Tracy music video? Do you want me to be an editor where I like look at the footage and like come up with a story and like make something? Yeah. Or do you just like the fact that I have software that you don't have and you want me to execute what's in your brain to a T? Uh, and either is fine, but let me know which it is. And he said, A, the answer was really B. Okay. So then I adjusted to B and he gave me the instructions and then I followed the instructions. And he was like, we have got to save this music video. This isn't what I wanted at all. I don't think you followed my instructions. I was like, mm, uh, put the frames next yeah. to the list. I did exactly what you wanted. And you know what? You're not paying me, so I don't need this. And he's like, well, I can give you some money. I'm like, mm, use okay. that money to buy the software. I also don't, I just don't <sighs> need this. I don't need this. Anyway, but I've, or this morning, we were to talk about this and, and pushed aside another topic, yeah. is I just quit uh, being the third of a couple this morning. Oh, really? 
And I sort of have an epiphany about it, of why I was compelled to do so and why I am in a stage of my life now. And I think I've been in it for a little while, but I haven't been able to name it. I do, I only want to be surrounded by people who have active interest in me, not passive interest, mm. not over horny. Where's that local hole? Oh, he's over there. Hey, are you free? That's free. fine. And that's fine if, if you are someone who's like fine with that. I'm just yeah. this stage of my life. If you're not hanging out with me and making another plan, if when you cancel, you're not suggesting the time we should hang out, mm-hmm. like if you don't have an active interest in like seeing me, yeah. but is but are more just like passively like, oh, I wonder if Jack's around. I'm just not putting energy into it. Sure. Absolutely. That's it. Absolutely. That's it. Like I, you know, you like, like you're saying where you want to be is where you will be your best self. Right. And where you are wanted is where you might want to be more so right, right. now, which is like, that all makes sense. Like, and I have, like, I have, you know, because I'm still single, unlike my co-host, who's not only single, but apparently the the friend fuck pack, (laughs) fuck pack squad has continued. FDA approved. Uh, You're having your your vanilla and your chocolate and your strawberry. (laughs) You're having your your cake and eating it too. That's what I'm saying. Don't settle. And having your cake eaten. Yeah. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't settle. You can't have it all. Have it all. <laughs> um, but uh, you no, know, it's just I have people that are like, oh, I can't. You know, if I ask, like, hey, you you around morning? And he's like, you know, no, I can't. I'm really busy. That. What are you doing on like Friday? Like, do you right. have an afternoon free on Friday or something like that? Free local hole should be a watering, uh, like a. Oh, I was gonna say a watering hole, a bar. Are they, I'm, they, I'm sure that's half of the scruff handles. Yeah. Local hole. Well, I guess it can be a bar. watering. Oh, oh my gosh. Anyway. Uh, but yeah. And, and like this couple, I really have a great time with them. And it's not only just like we have fun sex, but they're like, we have mutual interest. We usually like hang around and chat after. Mm. Like it's a nice, it's like a nice vibe. Yeah. Um, friendly and fun and whatever. And, you know, it's just one of those where they're usually free on Sundays. And I ask and I ask and I ask. And I think I asked three, not three consecutive Sundays, but just three times over the last like month. No, and I hate this. And this is why I don't fuck with couples. And and what I'm about to say is completely fair for them. Right. I just don't want it, which yeah. is we're just we're going to prioritize us today. We just really want to focus on spending time together right. as a couple. Right. And it's like that's great. But you know who also has needs? Me. Yeah. And so like I don't want to I'm not here for your whim of when yeah. you like feel like being spicy. Like Yeah, this is I mean I just if you if you're if you like that if you're fine with that and you're just oh there's a hot couple that occasionally pops up and is like we want to fuck you and that's mm-hmm. like fine for your you want that in your your possibilities of just how you live your life great do that it's just not for me well did they like describe the situation as they they're looking for a unicorn like a I don't I don't we never really had like a full like talk about it but I just said I was like I was like okay you know I you know messaged again this morning and they were like oh same same thing and I'm like okay well. If I'm being honest, it just seems like you're just not that interested in me anymore. And yeah. that's fair. So I'm just going to move on. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, well, uh, what do you mean you're going to move on? You're going to sever ties? I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I just have a three strikes you're out rule. I've asked three times. You've said no three times. You haven't made alternate plans. I just want people to have active, active interest to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, I know my value. And my value, and this is going to make me sound arrogant. I, you know what? I'm past the point of caring. Go. I'm Jack fucking Tracy. There you go. Like, I deserve someone who is like, ooh, we want to hang out with this. Yes. We want to make plans with this. Yeah. And I deserve that. And I'm not settling for someone who's just like casually interested in me. And the thing that made me really want to talk about this is it made me look back at my life and look at all of my like best friends in the past. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
were they people I had to constantly chase and convince to hang out with me. Hmm. Constant. Mm-hmm. People that I really like. I had a driver's license. Mm-hmm. That was some of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. I, I know what you mean. And it was just like, no. Yeah. No, no, no. No more of this. Especially because I have people, podcast guest, Giselle Amour, mm-hmm. as a boy, Josh, who like, was my first really, like when I moved in this apartment, like local friend. Like we went on a couple dates, it didn't work out. But but now it's just like, you know, if I can't hang out, we like make a plan. Yeah. And it's so, I honestly, part of me is very sad that I'm like so like thankful for that because it's so fucking rare. That's not, like, you're <laughs> right though. It's sort of like, I mean, I know that I'm a lucky person to, I don't know, have like the special relationships in my life, but I didn't expect a lot of like my favorite parts of them. Like uh, people that see each other regularly. I was like, oh, I guess that stops after high school. Like, you know, yeah. well, I didn't go to college, but it stops after school basically. And then you have your work friends and maybe those are the people right. you see regularly. But um, yeah. And it's funny because we don't have, and we could have, but we don't have like the the straight issue of like, normally the straight issue of like, oh, well, everybody gets coupled up and starts having kids so everyone disappears for 10 years. Sure. And then you come back when your kids are old enough to take care of themselves and yeah. then you have, you know, dinner parties again. Right. Like we don't, Normally, in my friend circles, that's not a thing. So, like, there's no reason it has to stop. Yeah, well, and here's the other, like, I do have the appetite for friends who kind of know what's going on in my week. I even have, like, a a girlfriend from back in Georgia that I text constantly, just, like, and she gets my updates. She's the one that I have, like, an hour and a half phone call once a month or whatever, just to be like, what the fuck happened? Tell me the details. How big was it? Like, you know, we do Mm -hmm. that and stuff. And, um... But the other quality that I have uh, in a lot of my friendships is that, like, it's totally fine to drop off the face of the earth for a while. And then when we catch up, it's like, uh, you know, it's like nothing had changed, sort of. Like, those are fine for me if they're um, that I have people like that. And that for me is totally acceptable when, like, you do not live in a geographical distance to like see me like you don't have the option of seeing me right yeah because we're far away the and geography like, of new york city kind of lends itself almost sometimes to idea on its own like sure, people sure. don't want to travel to another neighborhood sometimes no. oh my god that date i had last night my god was he fixated that i lived in queens as in like oh it's a problem i think so sure it was the first question well, where in the neighbor do oh i live in astoria wait so queens yeah so you live in queens yeah and that was like but, like, you live in Queens. Like, it was like, yeah, I live in fucking Queens. Oh, like, it took God. me 20 minutes to get to this Midtown restaurant. Probably took you the same amount of time from Lower East Side where there's no fucking trains. Right. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Anyway, that was bad. That's a whole other subject. Okay. Um, but uh, not bad. He was a nice guy. It's just like, why did you – like, this is obviously not a match for me. I want my money back. Gotcha. Um, um, anyway, but uh, no, I just – I'm sort of in this um, – you know, with the music – crew and the music group as well that sort of reared its head my sort of just like i don't want to do this mm-hmm. i want to do this and i want to do this but i don't want to do this mm-hmm. especially when other people aren't willing to sacrifice or like do something they don't want to do just because like we're all gonna like support each other yeah like i came into that group expecting like okay We've all got random things. We've all got things going on, but we're stronger together when we are like combine forces. So like, what's your thing? Okay, I can help you with this and help you with this, even oh. though, and then you, this is my thing and you can help me with this and this yeah. and that. And it is, I am the sole engine of that ship. Right, right, right. And when I stopped like trying to coordinate everybody, everyone went back into their corners. Right, right, right. It's just like, okay, well then I don't need this. Like, I don't need this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to focus on me. Like, 
Right. Like if, if it's just, it's just so to that, to all the things, it's like, if you're not putting in the same, and I got criticism of like, well, you're just putting in so much energy into this. And it's like, well, I'm not the problem. You're the problem because you're not rising to the occasion. Mm. I'm not going to be less. You can't like teach people. You can't. And that is a hard lesson. Yeah. To care about things. No. You can't teach people. I can't to convince care you to care. No. No. About me, about a project. About anything. No, about your own stuff. Like, that's even scary. I have no scary. control over that. I relate to... Well, I mean, I with, we kind of touched on this a little bit yesterday about how, like, I wonder sometimes if I care enough for the things that I want. So whenever I get disappointed, I'm like, is this my fault that mm. I didn't work hard enough? Like, you know, is it me that didn't get it done? Um, I have a similar, but it's not... I never questioned that I didn't work hard enough. Mine goes to, oh, it's because you're not likable. Well... Yeah. That's my criticism of me. I'm like, oh, no, I worked hard enough, but, like, you're abrasive and unlikable. Mine's and that's why they don't want to work with you. Mine's like a competency as far as, like, uh, the, I don't know, the ins and outs of businessy stuff that I'm mm. just, like, I don't, I reject it so much, but then I'm disappointed, which is dumb. Right. Um, But, like, kind of similar story. Like, I mm-hmm, kind of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. I have... Like, trying to teach yourself to care about things, also, it feels like pulling teeth, but my acting class and presence and everything, or uh, the, uh, rather, like, the main lesson that I learned is kind of, like, how to make everything fun. Like, that's kind of... Right. The acting lesson is you will be the best performer if you are exhilarated by the scene you're in, no matter what scene it is. Right. And um, making choices, because you have that option to use your imagination and make choices to make it as fun as possible, I like, can take that acting lesson and put it into my life sometimes and mm-hmm. be like, oh, yeah, there's actually a reason to be mo- motivated by the situation or whatever. And right. I don't know. That's, like, the closest I have to teaching people how to care about stuff is, like, no, 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 no. Check in and remind yourself why you're doing it and why you like it and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. When it comes to collaborating with other people, that shit's hard. Yeah, I, I I recently learned that a job I was up for, um, not creatively in my my corporate life, a job I was up for at the same time I was up for my current job. And thank God I got this one. I'm so thank this one is the one I have is way better than the other one I was up for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all in the same industry, so everybody talks. And I said something randomly in a meeting with my CEO. My CEO was in town, and I randomly said something to him about like you know, well you know it's you know not getting this company because they're a competitor. This company's going to kick themselves for not hiring me because we're about to to serve it to them. And he was like, oh well, I talked to that CEO. He was like, they uh, he said he didn't think you were a team player. Interesting. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I am not a team player because I have yet, and this sounds arrogant, I don't care. I have yet to be put on a team where people are putting as much into it as I am and I refuse to fail. So I will carry that team and I will tell people, you know what, don't do that. I'll do it because you're not going to do it right. And yeah, that makes me not a nice person, but it does make me get shit done. Um, So no, I'm not a team player because I'm a team player when I'm on a team where everyone is like investing and diligent as as much as I am. And that has been a rare circumstance. Oh, I feel like it's probably different Cree. Well, you can answer this for me. Mm. Do you ever get that fun feeling of like, I am the least uh, experienced in this room and it's going to be so fun to soak up what everyone knows? Like, I love working with people who are way better than me, but I also like that feeling of like, no, no, I'm fine taking the reins and kind of like this or whatever. That's sort of my least favorite position to be in whenever I know that this team is not putting it in as much as me. Oh, no. I So it's, you know, I'm a little... 
older than you, so I rem- I don't. I'm not in a lot of those rooms, and in my like corporate life because I'm at a such I'm at a particular stage of my career. Yeah, I'm not like I'm C-suite, so I don't I don't really interact with those people much. But I remember coming up as a junior associate and this and that, and absolutely like, yeah. oh, these are the fucking like rock stars here. I want to be in this team mm-hmm. and like show me how to do this and show me how to do this. And no, 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 I I, I definitely. Uh, Interesting, but I, I don't know in the creative world, and it's interesting in the creative world because when you do meet people who have either similar, similar hustles, similar work ethic, similar passion to you, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, they see you as a threat and oh. not a. It's competitive Ooh. and not collaborative. Oh, damn. Okay. Right. Damn. It's like, oh, we're all trying to do the same thing. Oh, you're the same hustle. It's like, fuck, I got to work now six times harder to God, get the thing I, that you might get because I, I want it. I picked the right job. Right. Because whenever I see people that are like really doing the work, like it is only a fire under my ass. Right. Like I am so inspired. I'm so like, and it also just is more conducive right. for like an incredible monster that comes out of you. Like you surprise yourself whenever your game's raised right. by your, by the talent of the right. people around you. But to bring it back to, to dating and sex Quitting before we close out, which sex. is just that, 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 that I am, you know, I am, I'm looking for a partnership. Mm-hmm. I, in the meantime, I'm having a good time and meeting people and having fun. Yes. But even in meeting people and having fun. You gotta have an active interest. You have to mm-hmm. be pursuing me in some manner, mm-hmm. if only just pursuing my time, you know, once every two weeks or something. But you must be pursuing, you must be actively interested. I am not local hole for watering. <laughs> okay, good. Right. Perfect. Uh, so uh, in the next segment, we'll look for some local holes for watering and we'll be right back. Swipey, swipey, swipey. All right, so I told you I'm going to weaponize you yeah. to find me. Now that you have one of your own, mm-hmm. you need to find me a partner. I've got the bandwidth. Um, so we've discussed in this podcast what I like. Mm-hmm. Donkey Dick Daddy Pervert, mm-hmm. I believe, mm-hmm. was the, the yes. shorthand. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, you know you know what I vibe with. And yeah, I don't. absolutely. Okay, but I'm attracted to all the guys that you think are attractive. Let's see. <clears throat> God, sorry for everyone listening to my fucking raspy voice today. Let's see what the apps hold for me. What are we doing today? Hinge. Hinge. Oh, there's a convo that comes up as soon as we open it. Right. So I match. Let's see the guy that I match with. Yeah, we'll we look. I him. mean, we only just met. Oh, he's so cute. What? Who would play her? Um. Oh. To me, there's a little Chris Pratty to it. Okay, a little bit of that, but I also got because he did you did you see Promising Young Woman? I know the movie. I didn't see it. It's sort of okay. So this is gonna just sound like generic white man, mm. but uh, which is what he looks like. Yeah, uh, the guy that is in that that is also in White Lotus. Did you see White Lotus? Nope. Ah, okay. Anyway, um, so for those of you who have seen both of those things and you've you've crossed those, that's who he looks like. Yeah, yeah. To me, it's a, it's like a, a scruffy Chris Pratt. Yep. Okay, I'm already like the first little blurb is cute. Uh, what does it say? I don't remember this person. It says. So the prompt is I'm looking for, and then you pick something, right? How does this hinge work? You just you write this. Oh, you write this. So you, I'm looking the for is the prompt. Are provided. And then he types the rest. So it says, I'm looking for someone to read with, drink coffee with, and bake cookies for. Hmm. I'm already like, I don't know. Oh, and he's six three. Get in there. Come on. He no, he needs to get in there. Uh yep. Okay. Oh, and I like this. Okay, everything looks good. He says yes to weed, no to tobacco. I mean, I'm fine with tobacco, but 
vaccinated. Nice, nice, nice. Cute pictures. A little peace sign with a smirk. That's such a funny... I feel like we're going to look back at, like, old photos and be like, man, why were we all making that face? Well, what, yeah, why was the... Well, and the peace sign has made a resurgence. It certainly that was has. Like the 70s, and then it was a... Early '90s, All and the, it was something that, honestly, to yeah. be fair, was used as sort of like a joke about like Asian tourists. It was oh, like an Asian tourist yeah. joke of like, hell yeah! No, I've like participated in, like in being 90s. Asian and doing that, right? Like right. with Asian friends, like, and do now it everyone in the does it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's funny to figure out where things come from, but uh, it's it's innocent enough, I guess. And then cowboy hat, looking good, having a drink outside. Um, I get along best with people who are relaxed, fun, and have leftist politics. I mean, he's like chill. Just hopefully he's not boring. Am I relaxed? I'm not very relaxed. Mm. No, I don't think you are. But leftist works. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My love language is re- <laughs> receiving specially curated Spotify playlists. I've done that. That's hot. That is really hot. He's got a sleeve. Which oh, I'm... he's got good tattoos. Mm-hmm. He also can. He's got a dog. This is, um, I don't think it's a read. His hair gives me, like, what hair, what I wanted my hair to do in high school. Like, he has beanies on a lot of these pictures, but the the hair's flipping out the front. He's got, like, bangs. An adult with, like, flippy bangs and, and a beanie. Do you have a mirror? I am <laughs> doing that. I am. JJ is literally describing his own hairstyle. Oh my currently. god! Earlier we were talking about music. <laughs> we were talking about what we were listening to in the year two thousand and one or whatever. And I was uh-huh. like, definitely Hanson. And then Jack was like, you look like you a become Hanson. Hanson. And I'm like, holy fuck! I became exactly what I wanted. Anyway, you become a cross between Hanson and Alex Mack. Oh, I wonder if this guy was listening to Hanson too because he's kind of rocking some of that. Um, I mean, go for it. What's happened since so uh, matching? We matched. Yeah, he's very good looking. Yeah, he's I cute. Sit on his face. Um, I said, I, I said, good morning. I said, good morning, handsome. He said, good morning. How are you? I'm just going to write, currently working on some creative projects. Don't <laughs> tell him I'm currently talking about him on a podcast. <laughs> currently working on some creative projects. How is your day shaping up? Uh, you know, light, light banter. Light banter, but enough words that you're not disengaged. So, if you're interested in the person... Yeah, put some words on there. Not just put some words on there. Answer a question mm-hmm. and ask a question. Oh, yes. Answer a question, ask a question. Yeah. If you answer a question and you don't ask a question, I'm like, oh, you're requiring me to do all of this? Mm-hmm. Okay, you get one more and then I ask a question. And if you answer it again and don't ask a question, I'm done. That's a good standard. Done. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. Active interest. Yeah. Passive interest. Here we Active go. Active interest. That's the name of the game. All right. Let's um, find another. So swipe. Let's swipe on hinge. Okay. First person, very cute. We'll give them a pseudonym. We'll call them uh, Andre. Andre. <laughs> That's funny for like a reason that I can't. Um... He looks like, um... oh, you know what we could do? What? Wait, let's talk about whether whether we want to do this or not. What's that? Okay. There is a new feature on Hinge where you can voice record an answer to something. Oh. Uh, it's usually just like one one thing. Right. Like, a, yeah, blurb. Do we feel comfortable playing them on the podcast? It's anonymized. I feel but like. But it is their voice. What if, um, what if we take a note that if it is like revealing, what if they, if they say something about themselves that would dox them or whatever? Then we'll take it then out. Then we'll take it out. 
Okay, we can I, edit this. Yeah, we so can, we're going to yeah. do it right now. You may not be hearing this. Uh, all right, so here's what the prompt says. It says, a shower thought I recently had. So a shower thought that I recently had was that we often say, don't judge a book by its cover, but in the same breath, we glorify love at first sight. Why is that? <laughs> um, that is interesting. That is good. It's introspective, and it's flipping like the thing that you romanticize it's it's reserving judgment for the thing that's romantic. I feel like that could be worked into one of those memes where the brain's exploding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. Okay, I like that. That's a good shower thought too. Like that's exactly what a shower thought is. So you know what uh you know what mine would be? What is it? I would go. Oh my god, what the hell is that? Ah. That's my shower thought. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be funny. Okay, definitely record one of those. Well, uh, the my recorded one, the question was um what like something about like what you're looking for. And I did a Katya quote. I said, someone who's emotionally available and not full of bees. <laughs> <laughs> I like think and that occasionally would... someone will match me and the first message will be a bunch of bee emojis. Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, that is I that's perfect. I wanna like take the mick out of these voice recording prompts and just mm. do that all day. All right, together we could sit outside of home goods and wait for them to unlock the doors. <laughs> Okay. That is very specific, which um not exactly my deal, but cute and funny. Six foot identifies as Christian. We haven't described this person's physicality. Oh no. Who would play her? Six foot. Um I do like a tall let's man. See. Yeah, and Brawny. I would say Body's right. Mm-hmm. Who would play them? A muscular Wyatt Snack. I don't know who that is. Daily show comedian. Okay. I believe you. Um, I don't know who that is. But um, a thick Wyatt snack. Cute. All right, I'll go with it. The name's nice too. Um, but anyway, yeah, cute pictures too. They, um, I don't know. They just look like they're doing fun things. This is an interesting chair that they found, and they're like posing on it. Um, the key to my heart is getting along with my dog Nala. Nice, relatable. Uh, me in the wild. A picture of you on a bench. Um, all. I ask is that you be authentically you. You know, there, there, some of the selfie pictures are a bit, that's a turnoff for me. Some of these selfie pictures are a bit like, like that might be a, a video gif, you know, like, <laughs> let me lick my lips. I know. Like, yeah, that's, we were talking about, I like candid photos or whatever. And these are definitely the pictures that like are posy. And like not only pose, but like, um, like, okay, there's this there's this um, Christmas special I watch every year that is, it's the Muppet Family Christmas. Not Muppet Christmas Carol, not with Michael Caine, but the Muppet Family Christmas. It was only on television, but mm. they do have it on streaming services, and it's like a Jim Henson extravaganza where, like, the Muppets go to get, get like, a Christmas vacation, and they run into Sesame Street, and then Fraggle Rock shows up. Whoa. It's a big, like, shalam. Yeah, cute. And in it, there's, like... Um, Miss Piggy is running late because she has to do one more photo shoot before she leaves the city. <laughs> and you hear, you never see the ph photographer, but he's like, oh, yeah, give me that pouty face. <laughs> give it to me, baby. Come on. That's right. Give me that pig pouty face. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know? I think that I'm is like, what I think of when I see these photos. The next time I have like two free hours, I might just watch like a Muppet it's movie. It's one of my, that's my, I will send you, I will send you the link on YouTube that has all the songs they had to cut for streaming because they couldn't get the, because Jim Henson had a real, uh, uh, precarious relationship with copyright he just liked to use songs and he just did yeah and they were like um you don't own this and he's like eh. Eh. 
Jim so Henson's not, a rock star. So a lot of stuff isn't on streaming because they can't work. Um, but there's but YouTube. Pretty sure all of... Do you remember Muppet Babies? Yes. Do you remember how much Star Wars clips they used that I'm yeah. pretty sure they didn't have permission for? Wow. Jim Henson was like a... Was a... He's a know, hippie. He was a fuck this. Exactly. Fuck your corporate shit. Into it. Into Using it. what I want to use. Anyway, uh, I'm not overly... Not feeling this person? Not feeling this guy. That's okay. How do I not... The X. X. Okay. Next. Okay. Square jaw. Oh, you know who he looks? I'm looking. He at looks a lot like a down. celebrity. Actually, he does. He. Oh shit! He does look like a celebrity. He looks like a little bit like Stephen Amell. I think is his name from Arrow. Also, um, the brother, the love interest, the Scotty from Brothers and Sisters. Okay. And he was also the one of the love interests in the terrible, didn't see it, but watch Kats, Trixie and Katya watch it, um, Michael Yuri gay Christmas thing that was out this year. Yeah. The the muscular, the personal trainer that the mom's trying to set him up with. Yeah. Okay. That's who he looks Yeah, like. I see that. I see that. Who I find incredibly hot. So, so already this is a... This is a physical match. Can I... So let's go through Just uh, throw out my weird judgments from, like, immediate first impression. Mm. I is like, he could be a serial killer. Yeah, it's a it's a cold, blank stare. It's also, like, the porcelain skin. It's just, like, mm, very puts, American psycho. Can you get the hose again? Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Let's see if he's a serial killer or not. Let's try to deduct that from the rest of this. This is my year for weekend getaways. Where I can take a body and of course. Of it in the woods. I know. Yep. I take the whole weekend. He's okay. creative. And he's verse. He's 41. He's 6'1. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, wait, what does that mean? He lives in Charlotte? No, that's where, where he's from. Oh, got you. A southern person. Ooh, with a cowboy hat in one picture. He's pretty hot. He's beard now are you noticing everything's neck up let's, i need to see the rest of this body okay let's see oh wait here's like a oh here's like a pretty like he plays the guitar he plays the guitar and well, this he is did like for a, the purposes of this photo <laughs> he has touched a guitar um holding a guitar in a gorgeous black and white photo with his legs crossed and his legs are looking moisturized my biggest date fail i fell asleep on a first date hanging out on the high line we he woke me up and said okay mm, i'm gonna go now <laughs> Ah, that's funny. I have never, ever seen the Toy Story movies. He's hot. He's hot. Okay. Oh, body picture. It's hot. Yeah. Not intimidatingly hot either. Like normal hot. Like obtainable <laughs> hot. <laughs> Is that a read? No, it's no. actually like a, a that's good, what I good, want. Good thing. No, 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 no. If you're like super, 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 it super goes in the out, other direction. It's like, this is it's too much. This is too much. No, no. He's just he's a gimme, gimme, gimme. Okay, well, make sure to... <laughs> so in order to match on Hinge, you have to heart something that you like. Okay. So this this is always an interesting choice. Whoa. Because it's like, if you heart the shirtless picture, You're that could be sending a message you. of like, I just want to fuck you. Got you. If you heart... I usually like to heart an answer, and then it gives you the chance to say something. So of his answers, never seen the story, fell asleep on the high line. That's the front runner. What else do we got? Um, My year for getaways, weekend getaways. Um... Or the Toy Story movies. I think you're right. The front runner is that I fell asleep on the High Line. Right. So let's heart that. And then in the box, let's say, sounds like this is an issue with the company, not you, winky face. Your date was boring. Yeah. I've had a couple dates on the High Line. And, and then... And they went, well. how goes? 
No, how goes is two. I, I don't like that's too brief. Uh, how is your weekend? God, I love that language makes us feel specific. Like there's like a way to do it wrong when you're saying the same thing. All right, so this last guy. Let's do it. I have, if I talk to him on Scruff and Grinder, he's very familiar. Very familiar. I just love the potential that someone here could be the one. Um, there is no one. Right. There is a... The next one. You round up to one. Right. There's a point eight. Okay. There's a 0.87. That's a Dan Savage thing. Oh. There's no one. There is a 0.8 that you round up. Right. I said that so readily because, I don't know. Because you're in a new fucking relationship and you're going to be sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for you guys to fight. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for you to walk in here and be like, uh, <sighs> turn on the mic. I'm so frustrated. Turn on the mic. Oh, my God. Um, and then I can't wait for you to text me two days after and be like, we can't use that. I love you. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm ready for the journey. It's going to be all the things. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be all fine. It's, it's going to be You're a good great. communicator. It'll be fine. He is too. I'm, oh, God. Anyway. <sighs> okay. Well, maybe go. he should have this podcast with okay. you. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> let's give this person a moniker. We'll call them, um, how about Billy? I don't know. Billy. Billy. Billy has the first picture. I've talked about this before. It's. Uh, Billy with two cute dogs, and I almost feel like dogs are dogs are the cologne of photos. Like it's almost cheating. Like I'm just turned on by something. Like dogs are the cologne of photos. You know what I mean? I do, but that is I've never heard that before. No. It's the name of this episode. <laughs> that is because it makes no sense until no, you put it, it in makes context. Perfect. It does. Sense. It does. Dogs are the cologne of photos. You know what it's like to get I turned on exactly. by a smell. Right, I thought, you said, I thought you were like you know what it's like to get turned on by a dog. Like, <laughs> I don't. No, I really don't. But you know, like there's like an allure to a person with dogs. I'm yes. like, look at you being cute and having Hi. a good time. Hi, absolutely. You get it. You get like get the it. the emotional reaction of what it feels like to be in his position to be with a dog. Like it's like my brain starts associating things. Anyway, all right. His first prompt is a social cause I care about. Second language education and endangered language revi- revitalization. <gasps> I love nerdy shit like that. I'm fine with that. I love that stuff, actually. Just don't make me do it. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, whatever. To each of their own. But I will watch a TED Talk on revitalizing dead languages. Because we're going to match him, and I already already know what it's going to be. You know what I know what I'm going to say. Oh, okay. You've got to come back for that one. Yeah. Oh, look. So uh, here they are in Scrubs, I think, reflecting their- He's a physician. Oh, there we go. It says it. And six I have one. This, I have talked. This person is very familiar. I yeah. think this is a scruff or grinder person. Interesting. But I've never met them. Okay. But the pictures are all very familiar. He looks <gasps> like. Um... Oh, this is a good anecdote. Oh, go go go. Sorry. This Best... is a this is a generic handsome white dude with uh, glasses. This is all about the glasses. Who would play him? Um, any white boy. Uh, okay. Any white person. Um, best travel story. I went for a walk and had to be rescued off a mountain by helicopter. That is. That's a good story. I don't know what it is, but that's crazy. Hmm. Rescued by helicopter? How Does he have both of his arms? Is he that guy from that movie? Oh, 27, whatever, 127 hours. Check for arms. Check for arms. He's got arms. Okay. Okay. Both arms. At least, I mean, you know, who knows how old this photo is? Photoshop. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's an app for that. Give me arms. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, a filter. Okay, he looks cute. Oh, wait, wait. I saw the word butthole. Let's see. A random fact I love is the first organ an embryo makes and keeps is the butthole. That is a random fact, and he loves it. I kind of love it, too. 
I kind of love it too. I didn't know that. Is the butthole an organ though? Yeah, it's so what is it? Cells together make up tissue, tissues together make up an organ. So anytime you have multiple different tissues. Okay. Because I think of organ as like liver, kidney, stomach, skin. Lung. Skin's your biggest organ. No, that's my dick. <laughs> <laughs> your sure. dick is bigger my, than my... your skin. <laughs> that is horrifying. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it can't cover it all. No! <laughs> no. Ah! <laughs> this guy's like dorky and nerdy and cute. And scruffy and handsome. And yeah. Yeah. This gets, yeah. So like the language one. The language one's cool. And then what's your reply? <clears throat> Please teach me Klingon. Which is the Star Trek language. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so you're kind of tying in co- like potential common interests. You're bringing we'll your find personality out. in there. The glasses and face say, I've watched a few episodes of Star Trek. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you All know right. People. Well, we've put some irons in the fire. I've got one conversation going. I've got two likes out there that may or may not be responded to. Mm. Let's, um, let's see if maybe I have news for you the next time we record. I won't. All right. Oh, shut up. Yes, we'll, you will. We'll, we'll run these by our guest in the next segment. That's right. Today's guest uh, is someone I have collaborated with for the live events, the the FAM events. Mm-hmm. Um, she runs Torch. Mm. Um, so she is a Colombian-American pop singer, songwriter, and former model, which if you saw this lady, you, you, you she wouldn't have to tell you that. This oh. is a... Beautiful woman. Born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Brought up on disco and R&B, a wide variety of Latin music and 70s and 80s pop. Uh, Our guests' musical influences range from the likes of Cher, Tina Turner, and Prince, to Selena, Ana Gabrielle, and Shakira, among several other greats. Her unique sound is a blend of R&B, disco, and rock, aiming to create songs that are timeless, yet fresh. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Danielle Cardona. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. We just saw each other at Albatross the other night. I know. It was so great. I What a great showcase. My God. That great. T- a- and the crowd really dug it, too. It's always nice when, when people show up and, like, they don't expect what's going on, but then they get sucked into it. Mm. Yeah. It's very satisfying as a performer, I will say. Yeah, it's a testament to you guys. It's, you know, it's not everything does that. Yeah, I, I have sung before to a crowd of people looking at their phones. Yeah. Like, and this is, was not it. Good deal. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So um, you are working, you've re- released a few singles in 2021. Amour, which is one of my favorites. I've seen you perform that live. You have a really fun um, remake of Britney's uh, You Drive Me Crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I actually released that song on the day that she appeared in court. So that was a little bit strategic, I guess, in the support of her movement. Right. Um, The reason, so I I came to that song actually because uh, you know Vegas Valentine and Marcel and their monthly showcase, of course. You've you've been involved with it as well. You've performed. So they, they did a special edition of Vinyl Fantasy for Free Britney, like early last year. And they assigned me um, uh, not, not a girl, not yet a woman, which I mm-hmm. thought for me felt kind of unusual. But then I realized they assigned it to me because it was a ballad and then it made more sense, blah, blah, blah. So 
in diving into that whole sort of story that was going on around Britney and thinking about my own relationship with Britney Spears as an artist against my sort of lifetime as a musician, I thought about it and I just, it was so ironic to me that that song was released when I was a kid, when Britney was a kid, but the actual lyrics are really, it's it's more adult leaning. If you actually like dive into that, it's like this sort of obsession with a partner, with a person type of thing, but this teenage girl sang it and released it. So my take on it was deliberately more adult, kind mm -hmm. of just addressing the irony that that song came out when I was a kid, sung by a kid, before she necessarily even had that amount of sort of self-agency, I guess. Mm -hmm. And also that such a kind of, I guess, adult song would be sung and released by a teenager. And that that woman basically throughout the course of her entire lifetime really never had that, that self sort of control over her own destiny until now. Right. So, so my, my sort of R and B sexier kind of take on it was meant to kind of just sort of address that artistically. Well, Danielle, you are here with us today, uh, joining us on our dating sex and relationship podcast to play a new game that we're going to call look back at it. So this is us looking back at something that we used to do, believe, practice, think, uh, related to dating sex and relationships that we have decided to leave in the past. Mm. So today we're going to look back at it and comment about it. Um, before we get in, Danielle, are you, what's, what's your relationship with uh, dating and relationships right now? Are you single? Are you partnered? Are you looking? What's, what's your vibe? I'm, I'm partnered. I'm partnered slash it's complicated. I'm mm -hmm. partner. Okay. So we will have to, so yeah, that doesn't impact uh, this game. We don't have to pretend anything. We yeah. can still look back at former behaviors. Absolutely. So, oh, sometimes we'll be, sometimes we play some game where it's like, what are dating deal breakers? And they're like, I haven't dated in 20 years. Um, so we, we like to check in. Um, so Daniel, why don't, as, as our guests, we will of course let you go first. Why don't you uh, tell us something that you you used to do or you used to think that is now firmly in the rear view? Oof. Well, this definitely, I guess this falls under the umbrella of like people pleasing, but in my own psyche, I, in my own reality, I kind of, I guess, I guess I sort of gaslit myself into thinking that I was just being empathetic of others, but really what this was, was sort of needing to, yeah, yeah, needing to sort of keep the peace or or people please. So like an example of this would be, let's say somebody thought that I had done something super terrible or that, mm -hmm. that thought something super terrible. And, and I would be like, well, no, I didn't do that. Or I don't think that, or I don't believe that. If, if I didn't get the immediate acceptance of that declaration, it would be like, well, no, I, I, I didn't do that. And let me tell you 9,000 reasons why I didn't. And let me prove this. And like, so sort of the need to, to prove my like righteousness, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, for the sake of what others thought. And right. in hindsight, I guess in the last like two-ish years, I want to say, like, and I don't know whether this is something that sort of came as the result of all of my time alone in the pandemic, mm. but just having done a lot of self-reflection and self-work, 
um, in the last like couple of years, I realized that like, I need to be, I, I need to be okay with myself first. And if I am, if, if let's say a situation such as that, for example, where someone's like, you did this and they don't accept that I didn't in fact do it that one time, like after a certain point, it's like, okay, well, I know that I've done my best. I, I know that what I'm saying and feeling is true. I know that my, my I am well-meaning if somebody like in my reality doesn't accept it and I've, you know, done what I can, well, then it's kind of like, okay, life goes on. I've got to move on. Like I can't live in this state of people pleasing essentially. Right. Yeah. You've left behind. Um, um, I mean, everyone, I, I don't like when people say like, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. No, no, you care. We all care. If you didn't care, you'd be a sociopath. We care, but we don't let it impact us, destroy us, or keep us back from, from right. doing what we we know our truth. We know who we are. Uh, we care, but it's not going to stop us. It's more like the uh, the one that's like, what other people think of me is none of my business. Well, yeah, that's the RuPaulism. Yeah. What other what other, what what other people think of me is none of your business. Right. What other people think of you is none of your business. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's. Knowing that you exist in the minds of everyone you meet in a different version and being okay with the versions that are not uh, up to you. Yeah, none of them are in your control. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's awesome, though. That's like, I mean, I think super relatable for one. Like, I can imagine, like, thinking that I'm the villain to anyone is scary. Like, that is, I don't know. I do kind of think about reputation and maybe it's a Southern politeness thing or kind of like... I could unpack it too, but I, I relate. <laughs> I, I am so the opposite. Yeah. I am so comfortable as the villain. I'm more comfortable as the villain because I, I think I've always, no, seriously, because yeah, I think yeah, I've yeah. always have been. Right. And so like, it's like, oh, okay, of course this is all going to end up being my fault and I'm the asshole. Like, fine. Like, I, I, I know what this feels like. I got it. I, this is sure. I think from youth, I've got like an association, like my identity is built around being a good boy. Like that's kind of like a part of it. I mean, my sexual identity is hey. being a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Mine is like, you know, I've always sort of been the outlier or the like, oh, he's, you know, he's so ambitious and he's so like, you know, blunt. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, he rocks boats. And it's like, yeah, I do. I like, fine. Take me as a villain if you want. Like, I don't care. Fine. Yeah. Is there a way that you can kind of check yourself and remind yourself? Like, how do you learn the lesson of to let it go? To let yeah. people... Yeah. What would... Did you... Do you have, like, a... Danielle, did, was there something that you you did or do you had some sort of epiphany or... What, what was the what was the watershed moment for you? Well, um, early, early in 2021, I went through just kind of a my world collapse type of experience of like hitting rock bottom, I guess you could say. Mm. And uh, in going through that, I mean, I've always been, I've always been a sort of, I guess, spiritual person in like the abstract sense and just in the sort of what are the possibilities sense. Um, but in going through that sort of rock bottom process and finding my way out of it, I, I discovered um, it's called the new thought movement. It's like Neville Goddard and Florence Schofield Shen and a bunch of writers from like a hundred years ago that sort of address the power of your subconscious mind. And I just went down a deep rabbit hole of like how to sort of change your own beliefs and, and your outlook. And like, I don't know, it, it, it led me to one, a 
sort of glasses half full outlook versus half empty. And then it also just led me to sort of realize like what I actually have control over in the physical existence and what I don't, you know, mm-hmm. like, and essentially like, okay, well, you can control your own self, but you really can't control what other people think of you like you can't control what's outside of you you know you can control your own actions your own thoughts your own belief and so so yeah like very very loosely that's sort of how going down that rabbit hole sort of helped me adjust this belief specifically like the the sort of need to prove or or please that definitely resonates with me like the you know first like the don't worry about things you can't, you don't have control over, but also the, like, uh, the power of the subconscious mind and manifestation. Like I, I, I'm, I don't consider myself a spiritual person, but I do believe like the stories we tell ourselves and the, the framing that we give things, it does have power. Mm. If you see things a certain, you will create perception can be reality. You know, I definitely believe in all that stuff. JJ, do you have something uh, you'd like to look back on? Um, I, you know, this kind of inspired more thought and I sort of like, in my head, I feel like I could go in a couple different directions of things that I've given up in my behavior. But, uh, and I think some of these are still a work in progress. Like maybe I'm still on a journey of unlearning some behaviors maybe. But um, I don't know. It brought me to uh, sort like a, God, now I'm like struggling to find words to frame it. But kind of similarly, somewhat maybe under the umbrella of people pleasing and worrying what other people kind of like think of you and how they frame you. But um, also I like, it's been a journey since maybe early 2000s, but kind of like letting go of politeness as like a touchstone in my personality that is uh, valuable. Like I don't Mm -hmm. think politeness, I'm New York is changing me is kind of like some of what it is. And you're becoming a New Yorker. I mean, I like, I see the efficiency in dropping politeness and kind of like just going to directness, but I'm still, you know, at my core, I think my identity is built up enough to like want everyone to be comfortable and meet them where they are. Um, But uh, I don't know. And I feel like I'm afraid I'm like sounding like a broken record because I've talked about politeness on the pod before, but it's, yeah, it's sort of um, realizing like, oh, no, 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 there's more comfort in standing in a truth if even if it's not polite, the, you know, what needs to be said. Right. It's interesting, too, because, like, I mean, lately I've got, like, a everyone's got family and politics and family and stuff is always, like, complicated. Mm-hmm. But knowing that I've got, like, convictions that maybe, like, a person doesn't agree with or whatever, I feel a lot more confidence lately in just sticking to my guns of what I believe. So you, you would – the way I'm interpreting it is you are less – when you feel that it's important enough, mm-hmm. you are less go along to get along. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I think I, you know, I grew up on like the Southern teachings of like, for instance, the pacifist kind of attitude, like the, um, you know, it's more effective to be, to tell a teacher and to talk about it rather than to kind of like get messy with like a confrontation or whatever. Like Mm. I, it's like the very, like a Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. Like the ideas of like nonviolence is the way to get anything done. Like if, Mm -hmm. if, you know, emotions come up, then you've lost your IQ, you've lost your rationale and it's inappropriate. And, um, yeah, no, I'm kind of realizing like, no, 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 maybe sometimes it's appropriate not to avoid these emotions. Right. Hmm. Yeah. You're, you're more accepting of your passions. Yeah. Yeah. And not trying to quiet them for the sake of politeness. Interesting. 
Uh, Danielle, do you do you consider? Are you, what's your relationship with conflict? Are you do you feel and confrontation? I should say, what's your relationship with confrontation? Do you do you shy away from it? Are you comfortable in it? Where do you live with respect to that? You know, I I used to be uh, much more instantly reactive. So, like, if something you know that I just immediately found appalling, you know, would turn up, I would just immediately react to it. Um, and I think part of part of this sort of like, I guess, growth process that I've sort of undergone in recent years is I don't shy away from confrontation, but I and I am very like firm in my beliefs, but I. I am less reactive. I'm more like, now I feel like, I don't know whether this has just made me kind of more strategic in how I mm. respond to things. It's it's not, and this isn't like for the sake of not having the discourse. It's more just like, like, li- like listening and taking it all in and crafting my response, I guess you could say. But no, I don't, I don't shy away from, from confrontation. I'm very similar to that. I feel a little less reactive than I used to be. And lately what I've been doing is I'm, I'm, if I'm in a text thing with someone and it's getting a little spicy, I will record an audio Okay. because I want you to hear, because I understand, I can read it now. I come off because I'm very specific and direct Mm -hmm. and it can come off angrier than it really is Mm. it can still be angry but like you'll read it and think the volume's at 10 and the volume's really at maybe like a four so when it gets to that level i'll still keep going and we'll keep talking but it'll turn into audio messages you can hear the tone of my voice okay and that even by even clicking the button and knowing i'm now speaking tempers me interesting and it makes the conversation while still while still we're still in conflict and we're still in you know doing it it makes it more manageable. It doesn't get as hot and we can like get to the end of it and usually like resolve. It's when I stay on text. That you can let yourself pop off. That it really goes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So my my look back at it before we go, I'm going to say, so I think I've mentioned pieces of this on the podcast before. I don't know if I've ever directed, uh, I, don't if, I don't know if I've ever addressed it directly. So I'm writing a song right now called um, Strange Bird. Okay, it's a ballad, and it's kind of uh, a message about something that my mother kind of in, instilled in me, which is like, you're a strange bird, like you're a you're you're different mm-hmm. than these other kids in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and it's not quite a gay thing, but also just like, you're like, you you stand out from all of these others. You're and it was always painted in two ways: one in like a very kind like baby, you're special and you're going to do great things and you're going to get out of this town and you're going to go to New York City and you're going to do whatever you fucking want to do and you're going to have a great life. You're, you know... It's supportive. Supportive. But, but, also, and it really shows what her view of relationships were, you is going to be very difficult for someone to fall in love with you because you're very weird. Wow. So it was positive and negative. Like... Like there, you. She worried for me because, like, she looked around in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and was like, "These people aren't going to get down with this." Hmm. You know, there's not. And her view, she projected that to the rest of the world, oh. and was sort of like, "There aren't a lot of people in the world that are going to get down with this, buddy." So, like, it really instilled this thing in me that I really acted on my twenties, which was the second somebody liked me, 
I could look past a lot of things and I could settle because it was like, there aren't going to be many of these. Wow. So you got to, and she really did. In fact, when I broke up with a boyfriend once, she really encouraged me to get back with him. She was like, baby, he really liked you. Like it was sort of like a, there's not, there may not be another. Whoa. And I don't, I don't think about that that way at all. Right. Do I think that that's maybe something instrumental in her relationship with my father? Possibly. Wow. Um, but I don't think that anymore. Yeah. I have met, and it only came from coming to New York and meeting all sorts of different people and having all sorts of conversations and realizing, and honestly, as much as we hate it now, you know, social media and the internet and 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 reality TV sometimes, like the RuPaul's and that sort of stuff, where I hear people talking or people say something. I heard someone say something on a podcast the other day. I was like, oh my God, that's exactly how I think. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, there are lots of people like your, me yeah. out there. Like, there are people who are going to see this and be like, I know exactly what I know exactly who you are, and I see you, and I get it, mm-hmm. and that's something that I am now. But through my twenties, I was very much like, look, I'm a weirdo, so I gotta, I gotta take what I can get. Interesting. But I leave. I, I that is in the past. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's sort of a, an odd moment to leave us on, but we do have to wrap the segment. Danielle, if people would like to check out your music, if they want to find out where you're performing in the city, if they just want to connect with you on social media, where can people find you? Um, I am in the process of redoing my website. So um, Instagram is kind of where I keep most uh, up to date, I guess. And of course, my music is available on all the things. Search for Danielle Cardona. Um, but my Instagram is Danielle underscore Cardona underscore. And um, I'm also on TikTok and it's the same handle, Danielle underscore Cardona underscore. And yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Danielle. And we'll be right back after this break to either leave you with love and light or pick a fight. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So we already talked about it earlier. I think in this podcast, again, we just did this out of order today, but I think it was this podcast, which is why I want to do it. Um, picking a fight with people who use unrequited attraction as a commodity to barter or a tool for manipulation. So somebody who knows people around them have crushes on them, uh, are interested or infatuated with them. Mm. They don't return it, mm. but they let it hang out there because it gets them things. I pick a fight with those people, and I was almost sucked into And if I think about it, I think my ex-boyfriend was kind of like that because he was always surrounded by people. He really liked being gassed up by people being attracted to him, which, mm-hmm. which like, I forgave a lot of because it's like, yeah, yeah, I like that too. Right, right, I like right. when people like me. Yeah, But there's something about... I'm obviously never going to be with this person. I have no interest in them in that way. Sure. But if I say if I if I let that be known, then maybe uh well I mean like this isn't it, but like maybe like like they but they have a pool and I really like going to that mm-hmm. pool. Or they have a car or they have a mm-hmm. they have a connection that I want to like get in with or you know like but and so I'm going to leave this open ended so I can like pillage what I want from this person. Mm-hmm. People who are like that, whether you're doing it intentionally or unintentionally, are super fucking gross and I hate it. I'm picking a fight with someone specifically who almost sucked me into that. Sure. Uh, thank God I'm too smart for that. Uh, I realized it very quickly. It was funny because it was, it was. I had an inkling about it. I'm like, I even talked about my therapist. Like, is he flirting with me because he likes me? Is he flirting with me because I have money and resources? Like, I can't tell because he's very hot but I'm not bad looking. Like, I can't tell. It's 
too close to tell. Yeah. And I talked about that with my therapist, and then I go out, and literally, like, everyone in his orbit, to the point where they would get um, angry mm-hmm. if anyone else talked to the person, like, mm-hmm. visibly angry, mm-hmm. like, lay off my guy. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, Lord, he, sur- he, he perpetuates this. He surrounds himself That's with this. Really, yeah. This is gross, and I want to get a far away from this as humanly possible because it's gross. So I pick a fight with those people. Don't do that to people. It's manipulative and cruel. It's cruel. Don't do it to people. I don't know why, but I don't I care have... how good it makes you feel. Of course. For some reason, I, like... It, I'm not like a, I don't have the energy or bandwidth to work on people for them, but it makes me want to check him. It's also creepy, this particular person, because he's a cis white man, yeah. masculine man, and all these people that I'm talking about are feminine presenting people of color. Oh, God. So it, I don't know. I don't like that either. No. It adds an extra, it's already icky. Power dynamics are. are just present regardless of if. Don't like it. You don't know. like it. Don't like it. Don't yeah, like it. even if they're not conscious or if they're not like, you know, I don't know. If, not to say that they're. It feels predatory. Right. But, you know, you can be a predator without trying to be, I guess, sometimes too. All right. Accidental predator. I mean, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't realize you're wielding power sometimes, but it's exactly what you are. Um, so, uh, I, my, I have 11 lights. Mm-hmm. Mine is just positive, um, like, praise, basically, because I realized at work the other day that I was, like, kind of trudging along and, like, <laughs> it makes me think of a Nikki Glaser joke, actually. I love Nikki Glaser. I, I love Nikki Glaser. But I was like, oh, this job, it's kind of hard. It's like a very, you know, it's a restaurant job. It's labor intensive and I'm running around. Uh-huh. And then, like, the person who's training me told me, like, you're doing really good. And it just, like, changed my mood. I'm like, oh. fuck, I'm good at this. And I just, like, fully recognized Guess how, me like, baby. it gave me the endorphins, like, that helped mm-hmm. me get through that shift entirely. Where, like, the shift before that, I was way too tired and I wasn't good at this. And it was more notes. They were like, hey, by the way, can you do this differently? You need to do that more gracefully. This isn't right whenever you do that. And I was, like... It's, it also checks, I like have authority issues (laughs) or as a child, I hated when people explain things to me twice. I hated, like, I just like, it gets under my skin whenever people in any way make me feel like my intelligence is in question Mm -hmm. or my competence. I just. Me too. And it brings me to that Nikki, Nikki Glaser joke of like, the best way to get a good blowjob is to tell them they're doing great. Like that. Yes, yes, yes. Because <laughs> then they'll want to keep doing it. They're yes. Good. I just want to be good at it. Of course. I love, I love being Nikki good at things. So the, I was on Nikki Glaser's podcast. Fuck. As a, like as a call in. Like, oh, cool. Thing, because she was asking for people who have ever said, like said a word out loud for the first time that they only ever saw written and was like, completely wrong in the pronunciation. Can I, I know mine. So my story was uh, luncheon. Oh yeah. Instead of luncheon. Luncheon. Said that to a group of law firm partners. Mine was facade. Facade? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone, was someone was like, um, I think it was Whitney Cummings was talking about, it must be a comedian thing because she was talking about, she was like, uh, I remember saying in school, uh, chameleon. Oh, right? that's a great sound. And so, and so a, someone else, a friend of hers was like, or like a friend today or a colleague of hers today was like, well, yeah, well, imagine my imagine my surprise when I heard chaos for the first time. <laughs> Chouse. Chouse. It's <laughs> also a pretty word. Right. Chameleon ca- Chouse. That could be a drag That's drag a drag name. Chameleon yeah. Chouse. Chameleon Chouse. Uh, uh, oh, and the Nikki Glaser quote I wanted to end with was, mm. I love Nikki Glaser. She's was, amazing. Was a comment about the date that I had last night, which is he had, he had the sex appeal of, of a gymnastics doctor. Oh, no. <laughs> I love that 
God. Dark, 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 but also communicates something specific. Uh, Holy shit. Well, if you weren't completely offended by that, uh, make sure you uh, are subscribing to us again. And if you if were offended, just comment and help us Comment, out. engagement, <laughs> dox us, hate us. It, it helps. It, your hatred only makes us stronger. Um, yeah, so drop a comment, leave a like, make sure you're subscribed, share the podcast with a friend. If you laughed, maybe someone else will, mm-hmm. uh, or found something insightful. And you can also interact with us on Instagram at at Dying Alone Podcast. You can also find me at at Jack Tracy Official. And me at JJ Bozeman. Dying Alone Together is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the Necessary Outlet YouTube page. Do not forget to like and subscribe. Thank you.